You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, Happy Mother's Day. Uh, I know this is odd, us not getting to be together on this Mother's Day. We normally have a pretty good time because we get some pretty good cakes on Mother's Day. But um, I just wanted to say real quick how blessed I have been by having just God-fearing mothers in my life. My mom, my mother-in-law, my wife, uh, just getting to see them, getting to be poured into by them, and then also the women of this church, of this body, that just continually pursue the Lord in love um, with such, such grace and um, love our kids. My kids personally love the kids of our community. I just want to commend you and just thank you uh, for being the godly women that you are. The Lord has anointed the women in this community for such powerful things. And so I am just so grateful um, and just want to say well done on raising the giants in the kingdom of heaven that you've raised and continuing to pour into the the giants in the kingdom of heaven today, those that will rise up like our boys and uh, like the little kids that we have in this church, those that will rise up and will continue to establish the kingdom of heaven here on earth because of what you're pouring into them. So I just want to say thank you. And then the next thing, um, we are... And you guys have heard about this, and if you haven't, you're hearing about it now, but we are working diligently, and we've got the stuff in motion, but we are working to have a live service. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to continue to not meet together for any longer period of time than what the Lord says. We're, we're walking in obedience, and when He says to gather, we're going to gather. Um, but... What this time is also providing is an opportunity to get things like the live service set up. And this is something that we'll carry into when we meet together again and we're in person. This will be such an awesome opportunity for us as a church to be able to continue to reach to all those that would love to be here on a Sunday morning but just can't. Okay, So they can be a part of the service. Those that just just happen to be traveling, um, our friends that are in other parts of the world, Um, those that just, they've got a lot of kids and it's hard for them to get from Lubbock or wherever they're coming from on a Sunday morning. Sometimes they just can't make it. It allows them to be a part of our service and be a part of what the Lord is doing each and every Sunday. So that's just really, really exciting. We are very, uh, just very excited about that and uh, getting that worked out. Steve and Sarah are working tirelessly to get that all figured out, and they're so smart, and so they're going to get that done and handled. And that'll just be really cool as a church to be able to offer that, Uh, be able to point people to our service um, online. And um, again, that's just going to be really cool, so we're very excited about that. So anyways, with all that said, let's get started. Lord, we we just thank you for this day. And my prayer is this, that the river that is flowing from your throne room this morning, that you've been, you've been flowing into me, I pray that it would just, just as easily as it's flown into me, it would flow out. Lord, that it would be, it would be quickly received and it would be 
quickly released into the lives of those around us, Lord. Um, there is so much that you are saying in this time. So I just pray for clarity. I pray that we would hear the word that you have for us this morning. And we just thank you so much for all that you're doing in this community. Lord, I thank you for those that you've anointed to lead in this time. The, the people that gather in here that are anointed to expand your kingdom, Father God, to take your kingdom to all the ends of the earth, to establish the kingdom of heaven here in West Texas. I just thank you, Lord, and I pray that they would just receive that anointing, they'd operate under that authority. You have called us all higher. We are so grateful. We just pray that you would be blessed this morning. It's not about us coming to be blessed by you, but it's about you being blessed by your children. Lord, we, we desire that you would be fed first before you feed us, that you would be blessed. Lord, you bless us all week long, so we just come to you this morning praying that you would be blessed by what we offer you this morning. We offer our lives, we offer our hearts willing and ready to receive the word that you have for us. We love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Sorry, I'm trying to fight a sneeze that doesn't really want to come out yet. So um, if that happens, I'll try to be quiet. Uh, so anyways, this morning, the Lord has had this word and it's been, a, it's been a lot of words in my head throughout the week. I've not been able to, it's just been a lot. The Lord is speaking a lot. The Lord is doing a lot. And there's a lot of processing going on with everything that we're doing and everything that the Lord is doing in our community. And it's just so big and I can feel it. Um, and there's a handful of times in my life where I felt like I'm, I'm stumbling into, the Lord is leading us into something that is just so big that is beyond comprehension. Okay, and so it's just been this process of allowing the Lord to bring it when I'm ready and able to understand. And he's bringing this understanding. It's just been these baby steps. But this is where I'm at so far. And it's these two things that the Lord has highlighted. And again, this is a word just like last week. This is a word that had to first exist in me. This is not a lesson that I've already learned uh, previously, the Lord had to walk me through this. He had to teach this to me about myself and about the state in which I was living in. And he had to bring that revelation and bring that truth and bring that freedom for myself so that I could then bring it to you all. So this is something that I've walked in this week that I'm walking in. And I'm sure that the Lord is leading you in this as well. I, I've had such wonderful conversations with people about what they're walking in, what they're experiencing with the Lord, and it is the same thing. There's so much similarity in what the Lord is leading us all through in our individual lives, but the Lord is still leading us to the same destination, however we got to get there. So He's teaching us these lessons in our own way that work for our individual stories, but He's teaching us very similar lessons right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyways, the Lord asked me this question early on in the week. Are you feeding an atmosphere of anticipation or are you feeding an atmosphere of discouragement? And that is, that is profound for me because He's given me this, this anticipation <coughs> of when we gather together again, I feel like right now, and I hope that you feel the same way, and I'm confident that you do, but I feel I ran track, and so I understand this a little bit. 
but I've, I felt, you know, that anticipation before the race starts, when you're just sitting waiting to be able to go up to the blocks. You're just waiting for that race to start, that anticipation. You are so ready to go. You are so ready to attack what's in front of you, and you're just sitting there stirring, shaking back and forth, so pumped, so amped for what the Lord is doing. I felt that, but I've also felt that I fed this atmosphere of discouragement. We're going to talk about the difference in how we feed each one. First, the atmosphere of anticipation. It's it's when we're dwelling and feeding our heart with what God is doing right now. Like we talked about last week, everything that the Lord is doing right now to focus on those things, feed your heart with those things. Feed your heart with the goodness of God and what He's doing right now. Focusing on Him in the present tense. Not focusing on what He'll do in the future, but focusing on Him and what He's actively doing right now and how you can be an active participant in that right now. Like Randy has told us, being an intercessor with the Son of God and the Spirit of God, that is an active thing and that is a present thing. They are interceding for our every moment, for our every day. For every moment, every day of those around us, they're interceding for those present times, those future times. And so it's being engaged and being plugged in. The river is flowing, but it's not, it's like if we turn away from the current and we just look at to where the river's going, we forget to receive it for ourselves. We've got to receive it. We've got to receive and see what he's doing right now and then follow along with it as it's flowing out. And again, that's just an image that's in my head. Uh, but anyways, go ahead and turn to John 14. 18 through 21. Now, this is going to be fast, and so if you need to, just pause, get to where you want to go, and then we'll go. We're also going to have, I don't know how they do that. We have the scriptures provided some way. I don't know what it looks like, but um, John 14, verse 18 through 21. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You also will live, and that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me. And I in you, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. This this atmosphere of anticipation is a place focused on his goodness and his faithfulness that is right in front of us. How is he manifesting himself to you right now in present tense? Where is God? Are you seeing God around you in your daily life and what you're, what you're doing each and every day? Are you seeing what He's actively doing right now? That builds an atmosphere of anticipation. Now listen, I know that we're waiting on the promises of God. We're waiting on big things that we're praying for right now. But we've got to also see what He's doing right in front of us. And the place in which we rise to a new level is in that focus on what He's doing right in front of us. We won't be able to be a part of it if we're always looking ahead, never seeing what He's doing right now. Okay, We've talked about this in great detail that 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we will, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We know that it's in the focus. It's in the recognition of God's goodness and His faithfulness in our daily lives that allow us to rise from glory to glory to glory. 
And that builds an atmosphere of anticipation because we know and we see that he's actively pursuing us. He's actively working in our daily lives and in the lives of those around us. He's pursuing us and we can then ascend from one degree of glory to another. And that is an atmosphere of anticipation, but an atmosphere of discouragement is focusing on that one thing that we want. Focusing on that one promise that we're still waiting for. And what happens when we do that is the goodness of God becomes hostage to that one request. To that one promise that we're waiting for. And we hold everything of our relationship with God to that answer. And we can't afford to do that. Because what happens, we know, and we've talked about this, that rising from one degree of glory to another is like running into a wall. But you recognize when you're not focused on the one single thing, but you're recognizing the goodness of God that is all around you and how He's being faithful currently and presently to you and how He's working on your behalf. You recognize that that's not a wall, it's an opportunity to elevate. But when we focus on the singular thing and we get to that wall, and maybe that singular thing, that one promise is the wall, but all we can see is the wall. We don't see, we don't look up and see that it's an opportunity to elevate and rise from one degree of glory to the next. It removes our ability to see what He is working in the waiting. Because we're supposed to be able to wait on the promises of God. Every one of us, every one of you that's watching right now, I know you're waiting on promises of God. You're waiting on requests. You're praying for things, and you're waiting. But while we wait... We also recognize what He's doing in our daily life. We reiterate and we focus on the goodness of God that is ever-present in our daily life. But anyways, I've had these two words. And we're going to talk about the first one. And the first one is waiting. What is He working in the waiting? Because we are waiting for things. I... We've talked about this in the last two weeks, and you've heard a lot about it over the last several weeks. This this focus, every one of our hearts is focused and desiring for us to meet in this building together again. Every one of us, myself included. It consumes my heart. My desire to be with you, my desire to hug you and laugh with you and shake your hands and lead worship with you Oh man, and just to see what the Lord has that specific day that we gather. I loved it. And it became a running joke with us at the worship team and uh, with me and Johnny. It's just, we become, a, a normal Sunday is not normal by any means. And we, we just laugh about how every Sunday is different. Because the Lord is doing something new. And we're never surprised anymore. By what the Lord will do, what the word he'll bring, the, the people that will feel led to come and speak, the people that will receive vision and prophecy, they'll get up and speak. We love that, and I miss that desperately. And I'm constantly before the Lord asking when. Provide a way, make a way, release us to do it. But what is he doing in the waiting for that? We talked about it a little bit last week, but what is he doing 
right now. He brought this new thing to my mind. We know Romans 8.28, that he is working all things for the good of those that love him. So we can rest in that. And I encourage you to rest in that because he is working all things for your good because you love him. And he loves you and he's a perfect father. He's working all things for your good so we can rest in that in the waiting. But what is he doing specifically in the waiting? What is he desiring we focus on to build and cultivate that atmosphere of anticipation? What is he working for our good in this time? Well, I know some of you will remember it for, the, for those that were here. But the Lord spoke to us one Sunday morning about, he just, he just put this word on my heart as we were doing our little sermonette after announcements. He just put it on our hearts and my heart that if we were to be gone and this church just didn't exist, that the testimony of this church, and the testimony to our community would be that they were united in spirit. I know you remember that. That was profound the Lord establishing that, that that would be your testimony. That is the testimony that I am making true in each and every one of you. That was a promise from God, that that would be who we are. That that's, that's what the church is supposed to be the whole time. It's, that's what it's supposed to look like. And he was doing that here. And we recognized that and we received that. But for that to be true, for this house to be unified in spirit, and all that gather here to be unified in spirit. We know this, and you probably already know it's coming. Individually, we must be united with the spirit of God. We must find ourselves individually united with the spirit of God before we can corporately be united with the spirit of God. I want us to look at the corporate example real quick. Go to Acts 2, 42. This is going to be 42 through 44. Again, just pause if you, if you need to get there, but I'm going to go ahead. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship, to breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Now that's a corporate example, but there's a trend here, but I don't want to I don't want us to talk about it till we look at the individual example. Best individual example is Jesus. Jesus is perfect theology, and we can see him clearly doing this right now. We're going to be in Matthew 26 verse 36 through 44. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me nevertheless. Not as I will, but as you will. And he came to his disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, 
your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So, leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Now look at Luke 22, verse 39. This is the same passage that we find in Luke. I I encourage you, if you can go through and look at all these uh, these stories of Jesus, look at the different accounts of them. But I just want us to look at verse 39 real quick in Luke chapter 22. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. I love, I love that, as was his custom. We see in, in Matthew, we see that he went away and prayed three times. He continued to isolate himself before the Lord, that there would be unity with the Spirit of God and what the Spirit of God was doing in that point in time. But I love the account in Luke 22 because it said that was his custom. And so what was his custom? His custom was providing the Spirit of God the opportunity to make his heart united with the heart of the Father. And that's the thing that we also see in Acts 2. We see that these men and women provided the Spirit of God the opportunity to unite them in spirit. They pursued the Lord together. They sought after His heart together. And in that unity, they had all things in common. In that pursuit of God, they had all things in common. And also, the fruits of the Spirit were just flowing out of them. Miracles and signs and wonders were being done through them. But not because they sought those things, because they found themselves united in spirit and united together. But first, they had to be united with the spirit themselves, as we see Jesus was. But it's because he provided the opportunity for the spirit of God to unite him with the heart of God. Are you allowing the Lord, are you allowing the spirit of God, the opportunities necessary to unite your heart with His. When we come back into this place, we need to be united in spirit, with spirit. Because then all it is is when we gather together, we're immediately united as one house in spirit. All operating, all listening, all understanding what He's doing and understanding His moving. No one having to direct us how we're supposed to move. All of us united and listening to the Spirit of God that we would all move together as He says move. But we first have to provide the Spirit of God the opportunity. And He's, he's played that through just with, with the, the staff and everything that He's doing in our leadership in the church. Everything that He's spoken that he's doing in this place and in this community requires us as a staff to be united in spirit. So we have to provide him the opportunities to unite us in spirit. We have to pursue him individually and collectively. We have to continually place ourselves before him that we would be united with spirit and in spirit. 
So are we allowing the Spirit of God the opportunity to unite our hearts with His? So that corporately, we may be united in spirit. Can you imagine what that would look like? We have room in this auditorium for 200 people right now. 200 people. Imagine this place maxed out or, or not. Imagine 10 people in here that are united in spirit because individually they are united with spirit. What does that look like? What does that look like? When we come in here with expectation because we've seen God moving in our daily lives and we come in here with expectation that now we're just going to move together as one. But He's been moving us in the same direction individually and when we get to gather together corporately, He's just going to keep us moving forward. What happens when we wake up every day expecting God to move in power? What does that body look like? Man, that's exciting to me because I believe we're not going to just talk about it in this place. I believe that we're going to be giving testimony of it from what the Lord does and what comes out of this place, out of this house. Not just in this building, but out of the hearts and the lives of the people that gather here. We're going to be able to give testimony of what it looks like to be united with spirit and in spirit, to be united with spirit in your individual story and be united in spirit with your collective body. We're going to be able to talk about it. We're going to be able to give written account of what the Lord is doing and what that looks like. That's exciting to me. But the thing is, is we have to steward this time well. What if where we're at right now is this level of glory? And the level of glory that the Lord desires us to be at when we corporately gather again is over here. And there's several levels on the way to that place where He can release that glory in the corporate gathering. What if that's His heart? But we're missing it because we're focusing on the one thing that we're praying for. And that one thing that we're praying for is the one that's all the way up there. But we've just got to allow Him to elevate us by focusing on the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God that's currently moving right now, waiting to be in that place, but also pursuing and actively pursuing what the Lord is doing right now. And what He's doing right now is He's desiring that His people would be united with Him and with His Spirit. That individually in my life and in my house, we would be united with the Spirit of God. And that our children would prophesy because we are united as a household with the Spirit of God. Don't we want to see that? Man, I would love to pick up our kids from the nursery and the nursery workers who are just being like, yeah, man, there's a bunch of kids that just, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit just came. They started prophesying. It was crazy. It was cool. Like, what does it look like when a corporate body is united in and with the Spirit of God? There's so much to hope for. There's so much to be excited for. But we've got to make sure, and I know that you're probably feeling it right now. I know you're probably maybe rocking in your chair. Maybe you're up walking around pacing a little bit. I don't know. I, I kind of feel trapped. I'm, I'm stuck in a, a camera view, but 
if, if I could just go wherever I wanted to go, I don't feel like I'd still be on this stage. I'd be moving all around because I'm kind of going crazy right now. With anticipation of all that is to come because I see all that he's doing right now. And I am so eager and so excited to see how he's moving in our present time. So my encouragement to you is this. Don't focus on the one thing that we're waiting for. Trust that the Lord is bringing us to that place. But rather, look at what he's doing right now and steward it well. Because this time may not come again for us as a body. And this is an unprecedented time. Every time after this will be unprecedented. We are in a new age. Nothing will be the same after we've walked through this. Everything's different now because we've experienced what we've experienced. We're living in the times that we're living in. And we don't want it to go back to normal. We want the new normal. Where the kingdom of God runs free in this country. Where people flock to him, yearning for the heart of God. That's what we want. We don't want the old normal. We want the new normal, the new degree of glory that he's rising us to. So wait, wait with me. As we wait for the promises of God, we wait for the answers of God, but also recognize and focus on the goodness of God that so consumes our every second of our every day. The faithfulness of God. That Yeah, you may be praying for this thing, but look how he's just answered all these things. Continue to focus on that and allow an atmosphere of anticipation to build up that you would be that runner at the starting line ready for the gun to go off. Eager. But also continuing to elevate from one degree degree of glory to the next. Freely elevate. Don't look at it as a wall and a problem that you've got got God needs to break down for you. See it for what it is. It's just a step. Step closer to God. Step deeper into the heart of God. Step deeper into the understanding of who God is and who you are in Him. That's exciting to me. And I pray that you would be blessed and you would walk in that. That is my prayer for myself. That is my prayer for you. That we would steward this time well. And we would find ourselves individually united with the Spirit of God. That when we gather together again, we could be united in the Spirit of God. So feed that atmosphere of anticipation. Be encouraged. Because the Lord is moving on your behalf and the Lord is working all things for the good of you. The good of those that love Him. And you are one of those. That is a promise you can rest in. And I pray that you rest in it. Lord, we just thank you for this day. We just pray blessing over all those hearing. I pray that we would just find ourselves as a body with open hands and open hearts, willing to receive all that you have to pour into us, all that you have to give us. I pray that we would freely receive it and that it would freely flow into us and freely flow out into the lives of those around us. Lord, I thank you that you are, you are elevating us from one degree of glory to the next. And we are made for an ever-increasing glory. And I pray that would be the testimony of our days, 
that we have risen from one degree of glory to the next. You are good, and you are working mightily on our behalf, and we trust you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.